Hey, um, uh, well, let me just kind of ask you, uh, what, what do you do when something is like this? You don't have to answer that, just kind of answer in your heart for a second. Um, but when you see something like this, what goes on in your brain, in your heart? Maybe, maybe you're the type of person that just doesn't pay attention, right? Can't see it, don't care, move on. Uh, maybe you're the type of person that you're, you're curious about it and you form some guesses about what might be under the veil um, and you wonder if you'll ever have a chance to confirm or deny if your guess is correct. Uh, maybe you are the type of person that, that just has to sneak a peek and you got to lift up that veil. You're the type of person that reads the end of the book first before you actually get to the end of the book. You know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, uh, this usually has some kind of effect on people. In Ephesians chapter 6, uh, Paul uses a very important word several times, three times uh, in uh, chapter 3 alone. He uses this very important word, and it's the main focus uh, for us today. The word is mystery. Uh, whatever is under the veil is a mystery to us. In English, just simple like Webster definition, uh, a mystery is something that is difficult or impossible to understand or explain, right? Something that is difficult or impossible to understand or explain. Um, usually a mystery is going to be like a novel, right? A book uh, or maybe a play that was written and performed, or maybe a movie that you get to see, right? And there's something uh, suspenseful or something puzzling in that book or in that uh, play or in that movie. Um, Paul uses the word mystery a lot in the book of Ephesians, six to seven times uh, throughout the entire book, which, by the way, it's only six chapters long. Uh, and so he uses it essentially once per chapter, um, but nowhere more than right here in chapter 3. Uh, mystery, as Paul uses uh, the word, uh, <clears throat> essentially means something that is, what? Hidden. Something that is secret. Something that's covered. Um, before we dive into the mystery, just consider a slightly different scenario. Um, the veil gets pulled back. What effect does the mystery being revealed have on you? So it's one thing to say, oh, there's a mystery and, I, and I'm curious about it, or I'm making some guesses, or I'm just going to sneak a peek. It's another thing to say, hey, the, the, the mystery has been revealed, the veil has been pulled off, what effect does it have on you? I'm guessing that there's at least two effects, right? Maybe number one, uh, you've been given an understanding and it's just kind of nice to know. Right? It's just kind of nice to know what's under there. There's no secrets, no mysteries anymore. On the other hand, um, it might actually uh, change the course of your life ever so slightly. For instance, let's pretend that you're a San Francisco Giants fan. And underneath this veil is a, a pair of, of front row or really good San Francisco Giants tickets with a wad of cash uh, for you to buy plenty of concessions. I hear, I hear that garlic fries are really good at Giant Stadium. So there's plenty of cash to maybe get a beer and plenty of garlic fries for you and your neighbors around you. Right? If that is the, what is under the veil, then, then you're probably going to try to reschedule your life a little bit so that you can get to the game and enjoy the gift that has been given. Um, Paul speaks about this so to speak. Um, he speaks about this, this mystery a bunch of times, um, and, and twice he actually tells us what the mystery is. 
that he's really clear two times um, in the book of Ephesians about what the mystery is, about what is hiding under the veil. Uh, the first time is in chapter 1. Now just listen to these words. Uh, this is Ephesians chapter 1, verses 9 through 10. Uh, he says this, God has now made known to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. So what's under the veil, right? The, the will of God is the mystery that Paul is talking about. The will of God is to fulfill his plan, the plan of God, uh, and the plan and the purpose, right, that he's had since the beginning of time. Um, the plan and the purpose of God is to bring everything under the authority of Jesus Christ. Um, the, the way that that is done, we find that elsewhere in the book of Ephesians, especially chapter 1, is through the redemption and the forgiveness that Jesus won through us through his shed blood. So um, that's the mystery, as Paul explains it in chapter 1, that, uh, that God had this plan and God fulfilled the plan to put everything under the authority of Jesus. Uh, the second time that Paul uh, speaks about the mystery and tells us what the mystery is, what's under the veil, is, uh, is right here in chapter 3, our focus for today. Um, the mystery is that Jews and Gentiles are actually together. Now, that doesn't mean a lot for us today uh, because we live in 2022, way removed from this Jew and Gentile kind of uh, dichotomy. Uh, but, but the mystery is that two groups of people that, that could not be more incredibly different are somehow brought together under Jesus Christ. Um, Jews and Gentiles were uh, like oil and water. They just didn't mix. They weren't supposed to mix uh, the way that they both kind of thought. And so, so this is a, a, a strange mystery that Jews and Gentiles have somehow been brought together in Christ. Uh, listen to the language, Ephesians 3, verse 6. The mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, the partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. You hear that language? Fellow heirs, um, fellow body members, fellow partakers of the promise. Two things, two people, two people groups really, that were incredibly different, that didn't mix together, that were hostile towards each other, are somehow brought together in Jesus Christ. Um, Paul already told us about this and, and how this happened. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14 he says this, because of Christ, we now have peace. Christ made both Jews and non-Jews, Gentiles, one people. They were separated as if there were a wall between them, but Christ broke down that wall of hate by giving his own body. Right? Uh, so if we're just kind of summarizing, the mystery in some ways is just Jesus. <laughs> uh, the, the work of Jesus that puts everything and everyone under his authority and unites everything under him all together at the same time. Um, in my words, not Paul's words per se, um, the mystery is the full effect of the full work of Jesus Christ. The full effect of the full work of Jesus Christ. Okay, so, so let me uh, just kind of... Um, uh, let me just ask a, a question. How do we know what the mystery is? Uh, the answer is a little bit more complicated and a little bit uh, more important than the question seems. How do we know what the mystery is? You might say, well, because Paul told us. Well, that's fine. 
Um, but the answer is, is, is just massively important for us today. How do we know what the mystery is? Um, in fact, it might be the most important question of the day. It might be the most important question in the entire book of Ephesians. How do we know what the mystery is? We know what the mystery is. We know what's under the blanket because, are you ready? Because it's not a mystery anymore. Because it's not a mystery anymore. Over and over again, Paul tells us in this letter that the mystery has been solved. Um, that the suspense is over, that the veil has been pulled back. Right here in chapter 3, he tells us twice. He says in chapter 3, verse 3, the mystery was made known. He tells us in 3, verse 5, it has now been revealed. He told us before in chapter 1, verse 9, Christ has made known to us the mystery. The mystery isn't a mystery anymore. That's why he's telling us the mystery has been solved. The suspense is over, and the curtain has been pulled off. Okay, you ready? I'm going to show you. Maybe I won't. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, like, thinking about all the people that were like, yeah, I read to the end of the book, right, before I actually get to it. I'm just kidding. Now, let's show you. Here we go. Ready? Ooh. How many of you are surprised by that? Good. Nobody. So, here's the deal. Um, can you see, uh, what, what is this? A cross. And uh, can you see what's down here? Of course not, because scale matters. This is what Paul is doing in the book of Ephesians. He's pulling back the veil, and first and foremost, he wants everybody to see what? The cross. He wants everybody to see Jesus. He wants everybody to see the done and accomplished work of Jesus Christ. Now, um, the, sort of the, the underlying effect, right, the full effect of the full work of Jesus Christ is what we see at the bottom of the cross. And for you on the live stream at home, and for those of you who have bad eyes in the, in the room, just kidding, that's a joke. Um, here, here's what we see down here at the bottom. Three Lego people that are all connected. Now, I tried to make these guys hold hands, but apparently Lego people don't hold hands very well. And um, I actually tried to tie their hands together, and one of their hands popped off, and I can't find it anywhere. <laughs> and so I felt like that was embarrassing. So I've tied their feet together instead. <clears throat> and what we've got, what we've got is three very different uh, creatures, uh, three very different characters. We've got a, uh, a female artiste. Uh, I don't know. I thought she was a chef, but my wife felt like she was an artist. So. Uh, we have a female artist, and then we have um, this kind of shady-looking, uh, you know, bearded, unhappy-looking, I would probably say he's a criminal or a crook kind of guy. I don't know. And then we have Rocket Raccoon from Guardians of the Galaxy. If you are a Marvel fan, you know what that is. If not, just believe me, these are three very different characters. And guess what? They're all connected. They've all been brought together. They're all tied together whether they want to be or not. This is the reality of the full effect of the, of the work of Jesus Christ. And, and uh, as the mystery was, right, they were all under the authority of Jesus Christ. And so um, this is not a mystery anymore. Uh, the mystery has been revealed. The suspense is over. The curtain is pulled off. Um, Ephesians chapter 1, right, is, is very much saying, hey, everything is brought under the authority of Jesus Christ. 
And Ephesians chapter 3 is saying, hey, all things are being held together. All things are, 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 are together, brought together. Very different things are brought together in Jesus Christ. So back to our kind of opening question. What do you do when the mystery has been revealed? What do you do when the veil has been pulled off? One option is to kind of do this. We tend to have this effect sometimes, right? I mean, after you read a book and the mystery has been solved, the veil's been pulled, by, pulled back, it's like if it's a really good book, you might read it again and again. You might reread it several times, but eventually it kind of loses its luster a little bit and we stop paying attention to it so much. Um, another option is to, uh, is to simply um, uh, just kind of do this. Hold on a second. It's kind of like this. Meaning, I keep it to myself, right? I pretend that the secret is only revealed to me and nobody else needs to know because I don't want to spoil it for anybody. See, like we, we know what mystery is like and we don't want to spoil it. Uh, we don't want to be a spoiler of movies or books. You know, we don't want to tell people the ending. And so sometimes for whatever reason, we transfer this into our lives as followers of Jesus. And we pretend like, oh, I get to see and nobody else does. Um, Paul doesn't do either of those options. You can tell in his language uh, already in just these first three chapters that he is not bored at all with the fact that the veil's been pulled off and he gets to see this mystery. And, and he is definitely not keeping it to himself. Uh, Paul ha has, has seen uh, the, what's under the veil and it has changed his life. Uh, I'm going to leave the veil on for just a couple of moments uh, so that we can uh, begin to see the effect that this really had on Paul's life. And the reason I'm going to leave the veil on, I'll take it off at the very end, is because this is the reality when uh, Paul writes this letter. When Paul writes this letter, um, uh, most of the world is still kind of functioning with this. Uh, uh, what's happened, right, is that, uh, in, in fact, uh, when, when, when the veil uh, gets pulled off, some people get very angry and very confused when they find out what's under here. Uh, Paul talks about being in prison. He talks about uh, his suffering here in chapter 3. He is in prison and he is suffering because people are angry and confused about what's under the veil. Even though this is God's plan, um, people are very angry and confused. And so what's happened, right, is that Paul is one of the very few people at this point in history that God has kind of pulled the veil off, that God has allowed him to see what's under the veil. And, and, and Paul uh, is uh, affected by what's under the veil, primarily in two ways. Uh, the first way is, uh, is he celebrates. So when Paul gets to see what's under the veil, it's kind of like this, right? God uh, grabs him by the arm and he pulls him over to the table and he says, Paul, Paul, let me show you, right? And Paul is here and, and God lifts up the veil and he gets to see and Paul's like, yes. You can see and hear this language all over the book of Ephesians, right? Ephesians chapter one, um, uh, he, he gives thanks, right? He's got this praise thanksgiving formula first off in chapter one. Um, and then he gives thanks for the faith of the people that are believing that this is true, that Jesus' uh, work was actually effective and everything is now under his authority and, and people are united to him. 
Um, and then uh, he celebrates in chapter 2 the before and after effect of Christ's work. We talked about that last week. The before and after effect of Christ's work. So, so here's the question. Um, are you living a life of praise and thanksgiving? Um, are you celebrating the done and accomplished work of God? Because celebrating, <laughs> praising God, is part of what it means to live in a mystery-revealed kind of age. We don't want to be a people that pretend like the veil is still on. We want to be a people that are coming back to and constantly remembering the, the done and accomplished work of God, that the mystery has been revealed. Are you a person of praise and celebration and thanksgiving? Um, the second thing that Paul does, and this is uh, the, the main focus of chapter 3, is that he starts to reveal or starts to make known uh, to other people what is under the veil. So what he does is he brings other people to the table so that he and God can reveal the great mystery. We might say that what he does is he, um, he makes friends, he brings friends to the table, and he helps to lift off that veil. So uh, just to kind of demonstrate this, uh, Tom, I'm going to come and make friends with you. Can we be friends? Oh, great. That was uh, super easy. Come with me, Tom. I want to just bring you over to the table. And um, I've got this really cool thing I want to show you. Right, this has been a mystery for the ages, and I just want to show you what's what's happening here. Right, we've got the yeah, right, we've got the done and accomplished work of Jesus, and look at that rocket raccoon down there is connected to everybody else. Isn't that cool? That's fantastic. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. You can have a seat again. <laughs> he was. I need to call on him more often. He's he's very cooperative. Uh, uh, look at this. Um, uh, Paul makes this his entire life mission. Uh, God gives this to Paul as his life mission. Paul is even willing to suffer greatly for doing this, for getting other people and saying, hey, look at what is under this veil. Look at this mystery, this secret, this thing that nobody really has understood until we've seen the done and accomplished work of Jesus. Um, the language is all over the letter, but especially in chapter 3, verses 8 and 9, if you uh, have your Bible open, uh, Paul says he was given grace, that he was given grace to share good news and to bring to light. Now, uh, if you're looking in your Bibles in the ESV translation, it's going to say this, that he was given grace to preach. It's a bad translation. Please don't read that. Uh, I'm just, I don't usually say that, but but the word is... Uh, <laughs> Uh, the word is, is, uh, is actually, uh, I'm not going to tell you the Greek, uh, uh, the word is uh, to evangelize, right? And to evangelize just means to share good news. Uh, it's not like knocking on somebody's door um, and asking them questions to try to get them to commit to faith. That's not what we're talking about, right? Evangelism, as it's used in Scripture by Paul here, is just to good news people, uh, to, to speak good news, to celebrate things that God has done. Paul says that he's been given grace to share good news and to bring to light. In other words, to make known, to reveal to others. Paul says he was given grace. Just notice that language. This isn't a chore for him. It's not a heavy burden on him. This is something that, that for him is an unexpected and undeserved gift. Um, he looks at this work of, 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 of pulling the veil off for other people as a special privilege, a special responsibility, and he's excited about it. 
He's been given grace to good news people um, uh, uh, to share good news, he says, with the Gentiles about the unsearchable riches of Christ. And I wish I had more time to talk about that word unsearchable. It's a fantastic word. But, but essentially, what are the unsearchable riches of Christ? Everything that we heard in chapter 1, um, that we have every spiritual blessing, that we've been chosen, that, we have, uh, that, that God had a plan to adopt us as his kids, that we are redeemed, that we are forgiven, and so much more. Paul says he was given grace to share the good news about the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light, <laughs> to shine a light, maybe to, to let the light in on the mystery, the secret plan of God that has now been revealed. So the question is here, are you on mission with Jesus? Are you good newsing people around you? Now, are you somehow uh, lifting the veil, bringing to light for people that have never heard or don't understand the truth of what is under this veil? Uh, being on mission is part of what it means, what it looks like to live in a mystery-revealed kind of age. Um, how do we know what the mystery is? Do you remember the answer? It's not a mystery anymore. It's not a mystery anymore. The mystery has been revealed, and so I sure hope um, that, uh, that we all can begin to live like it and celebrate the done and accomplished work of Jesus Christ. Amen? Uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, uh, we, we thank you for letting us live in this mystery-revealed kind of age. Uh, we don't have to wonder, we don't have to question, we don't have to uh, be confused anymore. We just get to enjoy, we get to celebrate, we get to point to your, to, to your work. Um, we're sorry for the times that we live like, uh, uh, like things are still under a veil. Uh, we're sorry that sometimes we don't point to you. We're sorry that sometimes we don't live in unity. Uh, we're sorry that sometimes we uh, stay away from certain people. Uh, we're sorry that sometimes we don't submit to your authority. Would you please forgive us and have mercy on us? Um, and on those days when we, when we have put the veil back on, man, would you just kind of just pull it back again? Just let us see you. Would you just let us see your done and accomplished work? Would you let us celebrate what you have done? Would you let us uh, point others towards your work, towards your love? Father, would you, um, would you break through on those days and, uh, and, and just let us see and celebrate and share? Father, we thank you so much. Uh, for your, man, gracious plan uh, that was a mystery and hidden for so long, but now has been made so clear. Thanks for including us as part of your family. Thanks for your love. In the name of Jesus, all God's people said, amen.